guys. Um, hopefully you can hear me uh, as well. Um, let me know if you can't, although I can't see anyone, so I'm just going to carry on talking anyway. Um, so like Andy said, my name's Hannah. I am part of the youth team here at Life Central, and we're going to be carrying on this series called Explained, um, which is all about the Bible. Um, and the reason this uh, series is called Explained is I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it can feel like we need a little bit of help uh, explaining the Bible. We need a little bit of help understanding it. Um, sorry, someone was just putting a message in. I thought they were saying they can't hear me, but they can. Um, it can be, uh, it isn't easy to figure out. It can feel confusing. Um, and the Bible can sometimes create a few more questions than answers. Um, so hopefully over the last few weeks, we've helped to break down a few questions and things that you might have about the Bible, but we're going to carry on for another couple of weeks. So you've got me this week and the wonderful Beth next week. So I'm going to make a little bit of a guess that some of you, when you heard we were talking about the Bible, maybe you switched off straight away. Maybe you said, nah, that's not for me. Maybe you could think of nothing more boring than talking about the Bible and having someone explain the Bible and why it's relevant. Maybe it feels like uh, an ancient book that just feels sort of disconnected to our world today. Um, how can something written thousands of years ago be relevant to what's going on today? Or maybe you didn't really like the idea of this series because uh, you expect people or the Christians in your life to talk about how the Bible is the answer to all of your questions. Any question you've got, go to the Bible. Don't think, just do. Do whatever the Bible says. Don't think about it, just do. Um, and maybe you thought about that. But the truth is, is having a, uh, having a just do what it says, don't think attitude when it comes to the Bible can be pretty confusing, especially when we look at the Bible and see some of these verses and stories that are really confusing and don't seem to make sense. I'm going to give you a couple of examples. Uh, these are both from the book of Leviticus, a very interesting book. Um, but somewhere in the book of Leviticus, it tells us not to wear any clothes made of linen or wool. But we, we do that, don't we? we? We get to winter time and I've put one of my woolly jumpers on here. I'm a little bit warm, actually. Um, but we, uh, it's one of the best things about winter is to be able to wear our woolly jumpers, to be able to wear comfy clothes. Um, in fact, I'm really enjoying the fact that I'm speaking to you wearing my slippers. That's like a first for me. I'm very much enjoying that. Although I know Beth, who's speaking next week, loves uh, speaking in her slippers. So I'm sure she'll be doing that. But like jumpers are such a good part of winter. Imagine not having that. That would be sad. Also in Leviticus, it tells us in chapter 19 to stand up in the presence of the aged and show respect for the elderly. So next time you see your grandparents or you see Andy Hancock or anyone else who's old. Sorry, Andy, um, just make sure that you stand up and show respect and you have to stay stood up the whole time. Um, and I don't think we do that, do we? But these rules can be really crazy. What are those crazy rules all about? What's the point in them and why are they in the Bible? Like I said, we can end up with more questions than answers. And we heard last week about context and Harvey chatted to us about that word and what that means and um, actually that helps us with a lot of these confusing parts of the Bible so if you haven't heard that please go back and listen to Harvey's talk last week um, we put them out there on uh, Spotify on Apple Podcasts so search Life Central Youth and um, please go and look at those we put up every week uh, of cruise so please go and listen to them if you do miss a week but also last week because it's really important or maybe uh, the topic of the Bible doesn't really interest you because you, you don't really find it that helpful. Um, 
maybe you've read certain verses or someone's gone to you like, oh, this verse would be perfect for, for your situation and what's going on in your life and it's going to solve all your problems. And actually, it's, it's never really been true for you. It's never really offered much help to your real life problems. And people talk about how useful and helpful the Bible is. But for many of us, that can be really, really hard to see. How can something written so long ago be helpful to my life now? And why does it have to be so complicated? And why does it have to create more questions than it does answers? So with those things in mind, uh, why is reading the Bible so important? Uh, such an important thing for people who follow Jesus to do. And, uh, and also, if you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, please don't switch off right now. Uh, even if you haven't read it um, ever before, maybe one of those reasons that I've just said is actually the reason why you've never picked it up. So please listen along. I'd love you uh, to still tune in, still lean in, whether you have ever picked up a Bible in your life or not. And tonight I want us to look at a verse in the Bible that helps us have a better understanding uh, of why the Bible is helpful for us to read as Jesus followers. Um, and it's a verse found in uh, a letter that this guy, uh, Paul, wrote to Timothy. To give you a little, uh, little bit of background about Paul and Timothy, um, Paul was kind of like Timothy's mentor, like his coach. Uh, so Paul was quite a lot older than Timothy, um, and Timothy was uh, a guy who was a bit younger, and he was starting to lead the early church, and Paul would write him um, some advice and some things to really help him on his journey um, and uh, Paul was a little bit like maybe Timothy's Yoda or Dumbledore or Mufasa or whatever other like mentor kind of figure you want to slot in there. So when Paul wrote these letters to Timothy he was uh, in prison and because of the state of things that were going on at that time uh, Paul was there thinking that actually he could not have that much longer left in his life. Uh, there was this guy called Nero who was uh, ruling Rome uh, and he was really corrupt and cruel and known for persecuting which means kind of like going after and killing uh, Christians. He, that was kind of what he did so in, with all that in mind Paul felt like at any minute his life might end. So I think he wrote this letter with a bit of a sense of urgency, a bit of a sense of like Timothy if you're going to hear anything you really need to hear these words that I'm going to say. And Paul was writing to Timothy about the things that really mattered. I think if you're coming to the end of your life and you're writing a letter to someone, you're going to talk about things that really matter. So here's what Paul writes to Timothy, and hopefully this is going to come up. Uh, this is in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. And it says, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. So when uh, Paul is speaking here about all scripture, he's talking about what we know of now as the Old Testament, um, the first half of the Bible before Jesus. That's what they had, um, because actually the New Testament was still being written. They're living through uh, the New Testament. And this Old Testament included loads and loads of different books in loads and loads of different styles, written by loads and loads of different people. And all of this, Paul is saying, is God breathed. All of this, Paul is saying, is useful, is needed, uh, it matters and is important. And he wanted to make sure that Timothy really understood that. But how can we believe this today and um, that this is useful, this is needed, it's important? And what exactly does God breathed actually mean? Um, and what does it have to do with anything? Is it just like a fancy word for God said it? Or does it actually mean something else? Um, well, this is the only time in the New Testament that this phrase, God breathed, is actually 
used. It isn't really used anywhere else. So it's kind of anyone's guess when it comes to the New Testament. But somewhere uh, right at the very, very start of the Bible, uh, in the first book of the Bible called Genesis, um, we read about how God breathed life into humans. And when God breathed life into humans, humans became alive. So here's what it says. This is uh, Genesis chapter two, verse seven. It says, then the Lord God formed a man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living being. So, guys, what this means is when God breathes, life follows. I'll say it again. When God breathes, life follows. And that's what should get our attention about this. And maybe we can apply that to what it means for God to breathe into scripture, into the Bible. Like we said, it's God breathed. If God breathes life into humans, then that means that God's words found in the Bible bring life too. All scripture is God breathes. As it said in 2 Timothy that we read first, God's words have always brought life. The problem is, is that we sometimes assume the opposite. We assume that God breathed life into, into us, but he's God breathed words in the Bible are lifeless or boring or useless, but they were actually never meant to be that. They were meant to be full of life. And uh, that's why the Bible is so important to read. But is the Bible just like words on a page? Sure it is, but it's also not just any old words on any old page. There's something that makes the Bible really different to any other document or book ever written. So now what do we do with this and where do we go from here? We've heard that, you know, the Bible is God breathed and maybe we kind of are starting to understand that a little bit. But where do we go from here? Um, and just as a little side note, um, I kind of mentioned it at the start, but I know we're all at really different stages when it comes to this. Um, and I said not for anyone not to switch off. But um, also, that's one of the things that I really love about Life Century Youth is that actually we're all in really different stages and we can have healthy conversations about this. But I really want to encourage you that um, if you think this isn't for you because you're not really sure about God in the first place, to actually maybe give it a go and maybe read some of it, see what all the fuss is about, see what we're going on about. So like I said, where do we go from here? How do we get this God-breathed life out of the Bible and into our lives? And I think to begin with, we need to change uh, the way we see the Bible and change the way we read the Bible. Um, we need to decide to read the Bible, not just because it gives us answers or it's an instruction manual, but because it's where we actually find and connect with God. So we read the Bible because we can find God there. He's actually in the words and in the pages. And that sounds a bit weird. But and because God breathed life into us, like we saw in that verse in Genesis, he wants us to experience life in all of its fullness and reading the words that he uh, breathe life into helps us discover that and this is what I want you guys to remember today this is kind of the bottom line like we usually say there's one thing we want you to remember and that's this when it comes to the bible we read it because God is in it when it comes to the bible we read it because God is in it so one of, the, uh, one of the ways that the Bible can really help us, and it's something that I don't think we really do enough and maybe we think is a little bit weird, but it's actually really important, is memorising some verses in the Bible. Um, I'm definitely not saying to memorise the whole Bible. Don't worry, no one's like, well, my brain is definitely not up to that. Um, although some people used to do that. They used to just memorise um, scripture. Um, but actually, 
this is a really useful thing. It's one of those things in life that um, might, might not seem useful or helpful until you actually try it. One of those things that doesn't really make sense until you give it a go. So here's some helpful tips, just three tips on how to do that. So firstly, uh, pick it, these should come up, pick it. Pick a verse that stands out to you. Um, your hangout could do this together. We would actually love it if, I know some of you are looking through um, John together or looking through different parts of the Bible, like we'd love it if you did this together um, in whatever way works for your hangout. And not just over this week, these weeks when we're learning about this explain series, but actually all the time. And then secondly, repeat it say it or write it out or do whatever you need to do over and over until you know it by heart and then thirdly apply it so maybe it will be something that's really useful like really obviously useful straight away or maybe it's something that you need to hold on to for quite a long time like i learned a memory verse when i was loads younger um we'll run with determination the race that lies before us let's fix our eyes on jesus on whom our faith depends like i learned that when i was loads loads younger um and actually that could that's been helpful to me kind of like through this season um, through this season where we've got to keep on running this race that just feels like it never ends. Um, but here's, here's a benefit to doing this. Not only does God's life, uh, God's word have the power to breathe life into you, but it also has the power to breathe life into uh, others through you. So imagine when your friend faces something hard or when your sibling feels down, you have the power to bring life to whatever they're feeling by maybe bringing up something that you've remembered in the Bible. And that's why the Bible's really helpful and useful. That's why it's important. And maybe that's why Paul wrote so strongly to tell Timothy about it. But here's the thing, reading a collection of books written thousands of years ago from a different time, from a different culture with some confusing verses, um, can, it's not easy. And often it can feel like work and not life. And it's not immediate and it doesn't make sense straight away, but that's okay. I think getting to know God, just like getting to know anyone else, it's a process. We get to know him over time. And as you read, maybe you'll discover what Paul described to Timothy. You'll discover the power that it has to breathe life. You'll discover that the more you read the Bible, the more you'll find God in it. And guys, here's why this is so important right now as well. Um, as high schoolers or you guys in college as well, you're in a really uh, unique stage of life where if you grew up in a Christian household, you're becoming mature enough and independent enough to start establishing a faith of your own, not just a faith that's maybe um, your parents or your grandparents, but a real faith that's yours. And I think a really key place for that to start is reading the Bible. A real personal grown-up faith happens when you pick up the Bible and discover it for yourself. And that's what I really, really want for you guys. And for those of you who've never picked up the Bible in your life, that's what I want for you guys too, for you to realise that it's not all boring, it's not all out of date, it's not all confusing, but a place where you can discover more about God and how much he loves each and every one of you. So I want to remind you of the bottom line as you head into your hangouts now. So here it is. When it comes to the Bible, we read it because God is in it. So I want you guys to head into your hangouts now. Um, you've got some questions and I'll see you guys later.